this is practice for uh, welcoming everything that comes up in you. And notice this right now, that reactivity of some kind might come up or happiness might be present or um, whatever it is, just gently say or note, welcome, welcome, no matter what, welcome, welcome. And um, I want to stress that every single part of this practice, from coming in this room to uh, to the meditation, to the talk, to listening, is for you to see how you are and to practice this movement of welcome. And people talk about big things like forgiveness, which I prefer welcome. You know, for, for example, everything we do here is voluntary. And by your initiative. So um, I would never like set a fee for people to come and sit. Um, first of all, because people have all different conditions and circumstances, and we want everybody to be uh, free to come. And but even just as important, so that everything you do is a vehicle for you to see. So you can see times when your heart is open. And times when it's closed, times when you do too much, and times when you hold back. Welcome. Welcome. Because it's only in my experience, in this movement of welcoming ourselves, that we begin to have a more consistent experience of this thing called presence. Presence. That's also us. And I'm going to tell the story in a minute. But it, it's a story that for me shows that the work we're doing together isn't banishing this part or that part or fixing this thing or that thing. It's beginning to feel free to include this attention, the seeing as ourselves. It's something that we can begin to trust so that we don't just trust our thinking or our fear. But enough of that. I'm going to tell you a little story. And this is an ancient story, one of the Jataka tales, which are tales of the Buddha's life before he became a Buddha, but interpreted by 
hey, Tracy, so don't blame the Buddha for this interpretation. And in this particular life, the Buddha was a baby ox, a little baby ox, all by himself and, and starving and thirsty. And this poor farmer came upon this little baby animal and said, where is your mother? And it became clear that this poor little ox didn't have a mother, didn't have anybody. So the farmer, without any kind of fanfare, said, well, you better come home with me. And the farmer gave food, gave water, gave shelter. And this little animal began to grow and grow and grow until, until he grew up and became a magnificent ox, huge, strong, shiny coat, wonderful. And, and the farmer, it was so pleased with him, and they bought it so nicely that the farmer named this ox Great Joy. Great Joy. Because it's just like when you make an unexpected friend. And he didn't bank on meeting a little ox and raising it up. Just like, like a song could maybe seem like a pastime and become a source of comfort and joy. So he named it that. Who knew? And it turned out that this ox felt very much the same way. Great joy, great love at this unexpected friend and benefactor and protector. And so one day, Gray Joy said, I'm going to pay you back. I have such a feeling of love and gratitude for you, my friend, that I can see that you are very poor. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. You go into the village and find a rich man and place bet him bet him a hundred pieces of silver that your ox, namely me, can pull a hundred carts full of boulders and gravel and rocks. And the farmer said, that is completely impossible. No ox can pull that much. No. And, and Greyjoy said, trust me, trust me. Trust our bond of friendship. So, so the farmer overcame his incredible reticence naturally about this wild bed and went into town and in the marketplace met a rich merchant and made the bet. And the merchant looked at him like he was a fool, like he was a, a hillbilly. And I didn't know anything, but he said, if you're sure, we'll do it. And so, so the farmer did this bold thing. But the minute he did it and left and came home, he began to fret. He began to doubt. What have I done? 
I could lose everything. What have I done? What do we do when we fear? We contract. We draw back. We start to circle in our thinking. We shut down. The farmer did that. And his state got worse and worse and worse. He went home and he couldn't eat. And he started obsessing. What's going to happen? This is going to be terrible. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to be completely humiliated. Disaster looms in front of me. And he couldn't sleep all night. And we all know how that feels. And he started circling in his thinking. We know how that feels. So that by the next morning, he went out to the barn and this wonderful great joy is beaming at him, beaming. He looks so soft and shiny and he's got wonderful big bright eyes and he's smiling, an ox smile. And the farmer can't even see the smile because he's so frightened and contracted. And so he starts yelling at great joy and they go to the site of the of the the competition this exhibition and great joy can't understand what's happening and then the farmer takes a stick and hits him go he puts him in his harness go and great joy is completely horrified what has happened what changed. He doesn't trust me. So great joy having incredible self-respect because he is, after all, a Buddha of, of oxen, oxes, oxen, refuses to move. He just stands there. It's like, I will not be goaded and struck and abused. So he just stands there and people start throwing mud and sticks and insults, but still great joy won't budge. And finally, the wealthy merchant says, this is a farce. This is a farce. I'm leaving. And all the townspeople follow suit. Oh, this is ridiculous. And they're just aghast at this, this charade. And Great Joy turns to the farmer and said, why didn't you trust me? Why didn't you trust me? And the farmer looks at him like, what are you talking about? I'm ruined. And Great Joy said, I was with you. I was completely with you. But all of a sudden, you didn't trust me. You started hitting me and abusing me. And I can't let you do that to me. And they end up looking at each other and the farmer begins to have an inkling of understanding. And it's the kind of understanding that sometimes we can touch at two, three in the morning. That circling in your thinking gets you nowhere. 
but opening just to receive, to be present, to be in relationship with life. Now that is a shift. That can give you a new sense of energy and accompaniment. So, so great. I said, I'll tell you what, go back to the rich man and tell him the bet is doubled. And the farmer did it. It took tremendous courage, but frankly, he didn't have any face left to lose, nothing to lose. So the, the merchant looks at him like, you are crazy. You're crazy. But okay, tomorrow I will meet you in the same place with a hundred cards. And we'll see what happens next. What fresh humiliation. So this time, the next morning, he leads great joy very gently, completely trusting, letting go, which means this, he gives up. He gives up and just trusts this great soft being, this great soft being who seems to promise something impossible by his calculations. And he puts the ox in his harness and smiles great away, my dear friend, go as you wish. And great joy starts to move. And the farmer, before he leaves, puts a necklace of flowers around his neck the way they do in India. So pretty to see cows and oxen with their wonderful garlands of flowers. And the carts start to move. And they don't just start to move. Greyjoy starts to run. He starts to run. People have never seen such a thing. Strength and speed and softness and joy. And they start throwing flowers. And so great joy wins the bet. Wins the bet. And people talk about it. Well, to this day, we're talking about it still. But for me, the point of the story is that what we do when we come here truly is that we come into this space with our sorrow and our anxiety and our grief and our anger and our happiness and our excitement and our fatigue and our sickness, all of us, all of our states. And as we practice this movement of welcoming everything, we also begin to touch this greater attention I'm always talking about that's kind and accepting and soft. And bit by bit, I have experienced this. 
we shift from identifying with our pain and contracting so that we want to beat ourselves and, and default into these kind of habitual behaviors. We go from that to opening, even in the face of pain, to trusting that there's a responsiveness and attention of force that's gentle and strong in us, that we're so much greater than any of our calculations have led us to believe. So let's sit, take a comfortable seat, make yourself as comfortable as you can with straight, as straight a back as you can. Let your neck be free, as free as you can. And just, just check in and just notice how it feels to be you today, how it feels to be here. Notice that you can take in an impression without thinking, without thinking about it. And notice how it feels to let yourself be completely welcome to be just like this. Every feeling touched with an attention that's kind and accepting. Just letting yourself sink into the sensation of sitting here right now.
happen when your attention strays into a thought or an image. Notice this with kindness as natural and gently bring the attention back to the body and sensation. And notice that by coming back, returning to sensation, you also open to a greater presence, an attention that sees with kindness. Just let yourself rest in presence. Notice how it feels to let everything be seen, be touched by an awareness that's kind and accepting.
Notice how it feels to share stillness with others. Notice that when you get lost in thinking, you can always come back to sensation and to presence and find welcome. Um, everything that comes up, every feeling, every thought worth feeling, worth observing with kindness and interest.
letting go of all striving. Just soften into presence. And notice as you soften, as you open, that you may feel less alone, accompanied. By an attention that isn't separate from compassion. is that there's an attention inside you that's soft and also strong, loving, accepting,
noticing how it feels to be not alone. But accompanied by an attention that sees with love. with acceptance. Thank you, thank you for your practice, for your attention, for your intention to practice. And if you have observations or questions about practice, we'd love to hear your voice. And uh, you don't have to raise your hand or be called on. Please just feel free to speak. Thank you for this story today. I was one of those people in the middle of the night that was woken up by fear of, uh, I have a challenge that is, was really good news, but also is a challenge of, um, I, looks like I was offered a job that I would have to travel about an hour and 45 minutes away and probably take an apartment while my family would stay in Brooklyn and be there during the week but it's a perfect job for me. And so um, the story of the ox and being able to do more than you think you can do is um, all of a sudden lifted me up and made me feel better about it because I've heard back from a few friends that I feel open about talking about it with. And they're like, girl, you got that, you can do that and it'll be okay and that kind of thing and it's made me feel better at the same time i feel that what you talked about that fear and that contracting come up and it also comes up in meditation you know the thinking comes up and breaks through the i'll relax and then thinking like what kind of apartment should i get should i get a roommate should i do this <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So that's kind of what I'm going through. It's also a lot of good news because it's nice, you know, with COVID and everything, it's been a while looking. Yeah, yeah. And thank you. Thank you for that experience. And, um, and it's, uh, for me, the story is so much about how we choke 
we choke and contract. Like we think the practice is, uh, is, it's wonderful when things are peaceful, but if things are really tough or frightening or uncertain or extreme, then we tend to choke and we don't trust it. And uh, for me, the lesson of great joy is to let things happen, to, to just let it happen. And, and even in the midst of, and this is happy nature sharing, but some of us here are dealing with other kinds of things and uncertainty and, and grief and sorrow and, and whatnot. And it's also possible to trust for a moment. Remember moments, my friends, just for a moment to come back to yourself, to sensation, and be willing, just a little bit of intention to open to this thing we call presence. Just for a moment, you can do it in a hospital. You can do it anywhere. And begin to trust that there's something in you that's greater than your fear, greater than your pain, greater than your uncertainty. And the movement of the practice will be that it one moment, you feel the same. There might be a, a rush or a wave of grief or a rush of pain, but it won't feel like your world is shattering. It will only feel like a wave. And it will be met with attention, with presence. And this, even as you go about um, all the myriad uncertainties of apartment, new job, you can rest at moments in this presence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I appreciated the meditation in particular because I'm very stressed and tired with this new puppy. Um, in the minutes, the minutes, the moments, the moments. Um, and I just felt for, for the first time in several days as I was meditating some shift to softening. You use the word soften, soften or something like that. And um, if I didn't have this perspective, I don't know how I would be surviving right now, you know? So I'm grateful and I just love you. <laughs> I thank you. I love you too. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and all of you. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to know that the practice doesn't, mean you're not stressed. If you're stressed, you're stressed. If you're sad, you're sad. If you're worried, you're worried. 
all of those things are welcome. The practice is a little tiny bit of trust, a moment that an intention of coming back to sensation can open an experience of a greater presence that can one day in a moment be transforming as you experience. You didn't throw the puppy out the window. You just moment by moment, you take rest. And you take rest knowing that um, there's no guarantee that that's going to last longer than that moment that you're having it. Yeah. And that's where the trust comes in, right? Yeah. And I would say something else. Um, if you're here and this isn't speaking to you, and if you have very great pain or uncertainty, here's something else you can try that I try. And in times of extraordinary uncertainty, shift your attention to your motivation. In a moment, your intention in a moment, your wish in a moment. So you don't know what's going to happen. And yet you can come back to the sensation and set a little motivation for yourself. And as simple as I wish to be more present or just for the next 20 minutes, I wish to do no harm or some connection to intention and let your intention and your motivation be your refuge. You see what I mean? So you're not even um, worried about the quality of your attention. And this isn't separate from the practice that we do. And, you know, forgive me for repeating this, but it's important. The Buddha didn't use the word meditation. He didn't like it. He preferred cultivation, bhavana, to open, to cultivate an intention to return. That's reassuring, isn't it? That, that so so things are and I'm not, maybe things are wonderfully serene for you, but for most of us they are not. But what you can't do is have this private little practice of even if you don't feel anything but stress or sorrow or pain, I have an intention to be more awake, whatever that means, or more present, whatever that means. I have an intention for my life, even if I can't feel it right now, to 
live in a different way, more fully alive, and take refuge in that intention. And take refuge in the practice and the Sangha. And this wonderful Buddha who even took the form of this big, glorious, soft, glossy ox. So it's letting yourself take refuge in reminding factors. Does that make sense? You're more than the pain of this moment or the stress of this moment, more than the uncertainty that seems to engulf you. And I'm actually finding that the more, the more that, well, as you soften and give in, even to things that you don't understand while you're doing them, <laughs> because I was, I was, I was loving that story of the bull, and I loved listening to it with my eyes closed and picturing it like when I was a child and would be read to. And the bull, the way you described the bull with when it was ready for that first contest with his shining eyes and his welcome and excitement. I mean, that's what presence can offer you. I think it was like, that was the joy of being in the moment. And, and I, and I, and I don't know how I made this connection, but um, as, as some of you in the Sangha know, and now I'll tell everyone now, my, my ex-husband passed away under really sad circumstances just last week. And there's been a lot of emotional fallout and complications. I don't know, it's not complications. I don't know what it is. But as I was trying to, as I was in meditation, I was kind of offering him peace and just, it just all turned to me. I mean, I was giving it to him, but in that one moment, it was sort of that, <laughs> it was that soft shining bull with shining eyes and love that was comforting me. Yeah. That's, who that's how that it was so needed and so necessary. And it just was like a delivery truck. <laughs> I came in with it. It was lovely. So anyway, thank you for that. I'm so glad you said that because, I mean, all of it, everything you shared, and I'm so glad you said that because that is the heart and soul of the story. You are that bull. We all are. Great joy. That with that big, soft brown eyes and just glossy and shining and loving and willing. And the truth is, when we come back to this presence, it can seem so small coming back to the present moment. It's opening up to our true nature, our true heart. So that for all of us here, and especially you, and for others here who've had similar losses, because they're here. To know that you you can come back to this true nature that's loving, 
that's loving and 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 we're off in offering this loving friendship this these wishes for others it comes shining back to us because we remember that under the pain and confusion this is who we really are and you know even when we beat that poor soft wonderful being with a stick we panic and yell at him and hit him and discount him he's still there waiting to be connected with and when we connect with him we can connect with all our loved ones all our beings even those who've caused us great pain and confusion and I'm not talking about anything like forgiveness. I, I really can't stand that word. And forgive me for saying something that might seem so shocking. It's, I think that if we welcome ourselves, we welcome ourselves and get back in touch with that big heart that original heart and the love that wishes to be expressed will be expressed. And it feels like acceptance to start. Acceptance of ourselves and of others. And at moments, it becomes great joy. And one thing we could do in our last five minutes is have metta. Um, just sit for five minutes and take a comfortable seat. And I do stress this. I'm not getting around here. Make yourself very, very comfortable with yourself. With yourself. And giving honor, really, to all you've been through, all of it. Pain, sorrow, tenderness. Bring the attention back. And just notice how it feels to be with this soft animal. She's been through a lot. He's been through a lot. And we're grateful for her, for him. 
over everything they felt and tried and wished. Thank you. And let everything be completely accepted with great kindness, the way you would accept a beloved friend. Thank you. You're welcome to meet you. Feeling love and gratitude. And then we let that love shine out, that love that's acceptance, kind acceptance. Let it shine out in all directions towards loved ones, difficult ones, towards people here. And always include yourself in the center of the circle. And offer the wishes. May you be safe in your journey. May you be surrounded by love and compassion. May you be accompanied by the light of awareness and love. May you be free from all suffering. May you be free. And we let our hearts open even farther, just softening them, just letting them melt. And let that wish, that intention, that attention just shine out. making space for this unforeseen strength and softness inside you. We offer the wishes to all beings everywhere in all worlds, known and unknown, past, present, and future. May all beings everywhere, including ourselves, be safe and protected from harm. May we all be surrounded by love and compassion. May we be supported by the light of awareness and love. May we be free, entirely free.
Thank you. Thank you so much for your practice and your presence and your sharing. Really. And may you be well and protected and free till we meet again. And always. <laughs>